We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome back to another episode of the pack a day podcast you can get all your pack a day updates by following us on twitter at pack a day podcast and remember to subscribe to the podcast on apple Podcasts, google play tune in stitcher or spotify and of course you can always check us out over at cheeseheadtv.com I'm Kyle Fellows, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Andrew Mertig and Maggie Loney. It is good to be back for a Friday show with both of you guys, especially when we have an actual football game right around the corner. We get to talk about it. How are you guys doing? This is great, right? Like, there is a game that will count in the standings taking place as we are recording this. It's, it's pretty amazing. I will say, though... Adjusting to West Coast time. Just got home from work. Kickoff is at 5.30 West Coast. So, um, you know, anybody who, who is out here uh, can probably sympathize with that. Or you think I'm nuts for thinking it's weird. But, you know, for all for all y'all in different time zones, it's it's starting to get late. But it's early for me. Yeah, I like Central Time as far as watching the game. I think you get the best of both worlds. And Agreed. Um, this is my first regular season with you guys, actually, having to uh, record a show during Thursday Night Football. So I'm going to try not to get too distracted by the TV and uh, just stick stick to the show. Maggie is correct that Central Time is the optimal way to watch football, sports in general. Eastern Time is garbage because everything starts at 820. <laughs> you stay up late and it just doesn't seem fair. So I miss my old Central Time Zone. Uh, but my goodness, let's not complain. There is football on the television screens, and we are super excited to have Maggie along with us for the season and to get into what you know has been a great offseason, but finally get to talk about some in-season things with her. But if you've been listening to Pack-A-Day on Fridays over the years, you know that we are all about key matchups and X-Factors. We always take the time to dive into the Packers' upcoming opponent, their roster, and talk about which matchups are going to be tipping points in the game. And then, of course, at the end of the episode, we always share our X-Factor prediction for that week. But it does feel like it took forever to get here, guys. But it's week one. Uh, Rams-Bills is on the television, as we've said. And we get to look forward to a Packers football game 
on Sunday afternoon this weekend. So let's get right to it. Let's talk about how the Green Bay Packers match up with the Minnesota Vikings for this week one football game. All right. So I was really tempted to make my first key matchup for this game. A new head coach for the Vikings, Kevin O'Connell against Packers defensive coordinator, Joe Barry, but I'll expand on that a little bit. So we know, obviously, the Packers have their all-pro linebacker in Devondre Campbell. They signed him to a five-year contract extension this past offseason to keep him in Green Bay for the foreseeable future. Then they invested their first of two first-round draft picks in Quay Walker, who is a freak athlete, will be his running mate in the middle of the defense. And this is the deepest that inside linebacker room has looked in you know, decades, if you, if you want to go back that far. Um, So the Packers have split the series the last two seasons with the Vikings. You know, Green Bay lost um, in 2020 at Lambeau Field. Dalvin Cook had 163 yards and three touchdowns on the ground, added another another 63 yards and a score in the receiving game in that one. 2021, he had a little bit of a more modest showing, 115 yards with one score. But he's, you know, obviously one of Minnesota's biggest weapons. And then you add in the addition of O'Connell, who is an offensive-minded coach, and you know that this Vikings offense is just kind of champing at the bit to try out this brand-new scheme. So the Packers beefed up their defensive line, and I'm excited to see what Clark and those guys can do. But I'm even more excited, I think, for the tandem of Campbell and Walker and to see them on the field together. Because if they can contain Cook and lock down the middle of the defense on Sunday, it'll go a long way in helping the Packers get that W. I like that call a lot, Maggie. I think that's a really fun one to keep an eye on. Uh, But I will say you are free to make anything your key matchup because I think Andrew, I think he's even made things like Mason Crosby versus the goalposts like a matchup at some point. So just so you know, now that you're, you know, with us in the season, anything goes, anything could be a matchup. So, uh, you know, just got to keep finding your toes because you never know what Andrew's going to pull out. But uh, for me, my first one here is Packers wide receiver wide receivers, the whole group versus the Vikings cornerbacks, because I think we're really excited to see how the Packers group at wide receiver looks. We really haven't gotten a great look at what the starting wide receivers are going to look like through the preseason because Sammy Watkins didn't play. Lazard didn't play. uh, Cobb didn't play. And then Christian Watson wasn't healthy enough to play. So now with Lazard's status kind of up in the air for Sunday, it just makes this wide receiver group that much more interesting and makes these matchups with the Vikings corners just that much more important, right? The Vikings starting perimeter corners are 32-year-old Patrick Peterson and Cameron Dantzler. And then, of course, former Packer Chandon Sullivan is manning the slot. So the Vikings also drafted Andrew Booth early in the in the. 2022 draft so we'll see if he'll be able to get onto the field and kind of shake that up a little bit but it's interesting because if Devontae Adams were still on this football team we would absolutely be salivating at these matchups because none of these Minnesota corners were graded out very highly for PFF and coverage last season but with all the questions around this group at wide receiver it's going to be really fun to see which one is going to be the one to step up, the one to make a play, because there are definitely going to be opportunities to beat this Minnesota secondary on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, uh, I, I think that's an interesting one. And and I'm going to go with Zadarius Smith and Daniel Hunter versus the Packers offensive tackles. And, you know, add in some fun for this matchup because we don't necessarily know who is going to be the Packers offensive tackles. You know, is it Yash Nyman and like Zach Tom or Rashid Walker? Um, that doesn't necessarily sound super fun, uh, <laughs> but 
could it be David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins? Well, probably not, but maybe one of those two. Uh, it might be a little early to expect both of those guys back. But in either case, the rest of this Vikings defense is really uninspiring outside of their edge rushers. And if the Packers can protect Aaron Rodgers on the edges, I think they can match the Vikings offensive firepower. So if Rodgers is under duress right away, this could be a long afternoon, uh, you know, we, we know for a fact the Bird Murder Dome is definitely an incredibly loud venue. Having some young offensive tackles on an island would be a recipe for disaster. So I expect the Packers are going to chip, you know, Mercedes um, or other tight ends, maybe some running backs if they're forced to go with Yash and a young right tackle. And, and I'm going to need Maggie to probably cover her ears for this one, but man, I hope Zadarius gets shot down hard on Sunday. What, like, honestly, his combat, his, his comments border on scumbaggish, and <laughs> like, I, I apologize to Zadarius, but the franchise that gave you a huge contract when you were a backup in Baltimore, so hey, showed a lot of faith in you, owes you what something. I, I, I thought when you got paid eight figures to sit out hurt, that was respect enough. Now you need to they, they need to vote you team captain and make sure that everyone in the hallway bows in your presence and exalts your name. So cool, cool story, Z. I only write odes about Packers when they're Packers, and then uh, when they leave, it doesn't matter as much anymore. So no plugging of the ears is necessary. But for my <laughs> second second matchup. I'm going to take special teams and starting field positions. So maybe the listeners at this point are sick of hearing about special teams, but starting field position, I mean, Andrew, you just talked about it in a hostile U.S. Bank Stadium. It's going to be huge on Sunday, and we think that this Packers offense will be good even without Devontae Adams, and we've said as much on the show. You know, Kyle talked about the opportunities that the young wide receivers will have against this Viking secondary. Aaron Rodgers coming off back-to-back MVP seasons. But that said, it's it's not going to hurt to give this offense a 70-yard field instead of making them march 90-plus yards. You know, Rich Basaccia has his guys now. This isn't what we saw in the preseason where guys are competing for, you know, the bottom of the depth chart. The best guy, theoretically, for every role on this this wee fence will be on the field on Sunday. So, you know, it's time to see what he can do as the new coordinator um, to help this team flip the field and put the the offense in a position to be successful. That first uh, unofficial depth chart lists Amari Rogers as both the punt returner and the kick returner going into Sunday. So Basaccia did kind of say that that was still an open competition. Um, so we'll see if that's what actually happens week one. But he's going to have some opportunities right away to help this team, even if he's not being productive necessarily on offense. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, that is a really interesting one. And I'm glad that we don't just set aside special teams because it is a big factor. We've seen it, unfortunately, be the biggest factor. So something to keep an eye on for sure. Uh, My next one here is Garrett Bradbury versus Kenny Clark. And I could absolutely be accused, probably by Andrew, because he's been here for all of them. But be accused of being lazy because I feel like I always talk about Garrett Bradbury. I I was actually going to say, I think you've picked this the last four times the Packers and Vikings have played because that's how long (laughs) Garrett Bradbury has been around. I think you're probably right. Two seasons, yeah. I tried to just copy and paste my notes from before, but (laughs) there were some things I had to tweak. Verbatim. Yeah, verbatim. Just change the date. You know, it's all good. But honestly, though, this it's an it's an important matchup to talk about, even though it's redundant and even though I'm cheating, because Kenny Clark is absolutely a force whenever he's on the field. We know this. He's a quality defensive tackle. He impacts the game in a, a significant way. But he's absolutely dominated Bradbury over the last couple seasons. And the Vikings drafted Bradbury in the first round to be an impact player at center and he just hasn't been able to add enough strength to combat guys like Clark in the middle. Bradbury was PFF's 29th graded center in 2021 and that's just kind of who he's been throughout his career. He's never been graded higher than 25th for them and so of course you know like 32 guys in the league he's just not ascending. He's always been an adequate run blocker. He's really smooth. He's a good mover in space. He's a great athlete but his pass protection has just been kind of atrocious and Kenny Clark has been able to take advantage of that and make him play make him pay rather um, on the regular so it's going to be really fun to watch this matchup again on Sunday assuming that we kind of know how it goes uh, because not only do you have someone like Kenny Clark who's probably winning that matchup but you've also got a new piece here right you've got Quay Walker who Maggie's mentioned potentially screaming through the line as an extra rusher that I would imagine that Coach Barry is probably excited to use uh, in some new ways. So it'll be worth watching to see how Bradbury and the Vikings interior offensive line can hold up again on Sunday. Yeah, I love that. And there's a reason why you keep picking it, right? Because Kenny Clark has been able to really dominate Garrett Bradbury um, in the early parts of Bradbury's career. But I I, I just wanted to say before I get to my final one, it, it, we've had this like heat wave in, in Southern California. It's been just blistering hot the last week. Uh, and it's actually kind of comfortable in the room I'm in right now. But Maggie's got me sweaty and thinking about the special teams. Because if the Packers <laughs> don't take care of business and end up like way back, this is going to be a problem, right? Mm. Crowd noise and the, the young tackles, we yeah. think. And, I'm uh, I, I'm just hoping that something big happens. Maybe Amari Rodgers has a big return. But, yeah, uh, that might be the best key matchup that I've seen so far and the one that scares me the most. Um, but I'm going to go real lazy on this one. And uh, I have 
Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and K.J. Osborne. I guess you could add in Jalen Rager maybe too uh, against Jair Rasul and Eric Stokes. It's It's been a really long time since we've talked about a third Vikings wide receiver at all because Mike Zimmer pretty much just hired offense coordinators who would only use two wide receivers at a time. Uh, however, we know Kevin O'Connell is likely to take advantage of Osborne, who I, I think would be a really nice third wide receiver in this offense. And you may not know this, but the Packers have three pretty good cornerbacks. Yeah, breaking news. <laughs> uh, everyone is going to be locked into Jair versus Jefferson, and and absolutely rightfully so, because this is an amazing matchup. This is one that everybody across the NFL should be plugged into. But I really think Eric Stokes should be able to blanket an aging Adam Thielen. So that leaves a really nice matchup with Osborne against Rasul. That could be a target on several third downs. And if Green Bay can limit those three, uh, they can play a whole heck of a lot of attention to Delvin Cook. And as Maggie mentioned, that is a really important matchup for the Packers. And uh, if they can limit that, I think it can go a long way towards shutting this Minnesota offense down. It is going to be a really fun one to watch. And I mean, we talk, we love the preseason, right? We're nerds. We love watching the depth of this roster. But this is going to be the first time we've seen this defense in full force in that secondary getting to play together. And I think that that's one that's, you know, fun to watch, obviously, because of the matchup. But just to see all those guys get on the field together is going to be a lot of fun. But all right. So those are our key matchups for this week. Let's flip the switch over and talk about our X factors going into this football game. Yeah, so I actually wrote this down yesterday. Uh, and and my X factor for week one is going to be Sammy Watkins. And it's so funny to me because I saw Sammy Watkins trending on Twitter today and uh, my heart stopped for a second because I was like, we cannot have another injury to a wide receiver. And uh, instead, it was people around the league talking about Sammy Watkins and his like historic success in week one. Uh, if you look like a tenth of his career production is from week one. Uh, <laughs> and so I don't know what it is about that, but. Uh, I, things are pointing up on Sammy Watkins. That's not why I picked it, but it, it does seem uh, to to be fashionable to think that he's going to have a big week. Uh, so we don't necessarily know what Alan Lazard's status is going to be, and, and that is pretty tough. But I think the Packers are going to need to get a big play or two, given the uncertainty at offensive tackle, which I talked about. I, I think they will go hard with the running attack. And I'm certainly not fearful of the Minnesota front seven outside of those two edge rushers and, and maybe Eric Kendricks. So they will have to commit some resources and, you know, when I look at Patrick Peterson and Cam Dantzler, Harrison, Harrison Smith, Cam Bynum, I see a group that is better moving forward, better providing support over the top in zone. So if the Green Bay offense can get the Vikings to commit to stopping A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones, some jet motion, they're going to create some fun matchups on the outside. And I really like Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson, but the guy I trust the most in this situation is Sammy Watkins. And I think Aaron Rodgers might feel the same way. And I do think Sammy gets a loose for one or two against the speed-deficient Minnesota secondary. And if he takes advantage of those, it's going to be a big fantasy week. It's going to be a big week for the Green Bay offense. And I think uh, something that we can really look forward to. Uh, you just at, you just stole my next question for you because I was going to say, are you putting your money where your mouth is? No. Are, are you starting Sammy Watkins in fantasy football? I, I own zero shares of Sammy Watkins. But, uh, you know, if I did, I'd, I'd he's a fun streaming option if, if you mm. need him in your lineup. That is fun. Okay, so I am going to take an X Factor here that we've already talked about. So we're doubling up, but I think we feel pretty strongly. We're real excited. 
Um, Maggie talked about Devondre and Quay Walker. I'm going to talk about Quay here again. I really think one of the biggest storylines coming out of this game is going to be the obvious difference that having someone like Quay Walker on the field is going to make for the Packers. Green Bay has gone from being a team that has really neglected and devalued the linebacker position for, guys, I don't know, like, is it fair to say decades? Like, I don't know. It's been a long time. They now have two absolute studs in the middle of this defense. And I know that Quay has done nothing to this point. He's a rookie. This is his first regular season game. But I think his ability to flow to the sideline, arrive quickly, yet be under control to make a play has been obvious even in the preseason. And I think it's going to be on display in this game. And I think we'll be celebrating Goody's kind of unexpected first-round pick after we get through this first matchup. Yeah, so I'm going to take Rasul Douglas, but I'm going to put a little bit of an asterisk here and say that really my, you know, my pick here for X Factor is whoever is starting in nickel for Joe Barry. And right now, I think we know we're all under the assumption that that is Douglas with Stokes and Alexander on the boundary. But we talked about this a little last week when we gave our interception predictions for the season as far as, you know, if you are an opposing offense, who do you target in this Packer secondary You know, we don't know what the Joe Barry game plan is for Sunday, whether he'll have Alexander shadowing Jefferson. Um, Andrew talked about that a little bit already. Um, But someone is going to be in a position to make plays here. And if Stokes and Alexander have Jefferson locked up outside, if Thielen is on the outside, then, you know, we're going to see what happens in the middle of the defense. And that's where we expect Rasul Douglas to be. So, you know, we'll have to see kind of what happens in the middle there, but it'll give Rasul some opportunities at least to get his hands on the ball, which we know is something that he was fully capable of doing last season since he led the team in picks. But as a really quick addition here, I, I really toyed with picking Aaron Jones as my X factor, but I felt like cheating to to put maybe the best offensive weapon that the Packers have as an X factor. So I just wanted to mention this because I thought it was really interesting from the dope sheet. He is poised to, you know, keep climbing franchise records and set himself into some even more Packers history on Sunday. So he's currently fifth place all time on the rushing list with 4,163 receiving or rushing yards. Um, that's behind Tony Candideo's 4,197. So with 37 or 35 yards on the ground, which is more than doable for him on Sunday, he will take sole possession of the fourth all-time in franchise rushing history, which is really cool when you think about him being a 2017 fifth-round draft pick. Yeah, imagine if Mike McCarthy had just not refused or like <laughs> that, just allowed him to play. Right? Oh my like, gosh! Count on Andrew just to be like, you know, it. it we gotta we gotta throw Mike McCarthy under the bus here with the chance that we have here. Uh, but that's a really, really cool nugget. I'm glad you shared that because, I mean, I'm sure they'll talk about it on the broadcast. I hope they'll talk about it on the broadcast. Uh, but something for us to look forward to. And really, I mean, is there an easier guy to pull for than Aaron Jones and what he's been able to accomplish uh, for this team, both on and off the field and as a leader in that locker room? So uh, one thing we like to do at the end of the show is talk about you know, how this game can go well for the Packers. What is their path to victory? But then even sprinkled in here, how do things get off the rail? What is the path to victory for the Vikings? So we'll kind of talk about pieces of that uh, and get us ready for kickoff. Yeah, I'm I'm really confident that the Packers defense is really solid, really good. I think the Vikings offense is really solid, really good. Um, I think largely those two things offset each other. I, I think we'll see the Vikings score some points, but I don't expect them to to really go off. So 
my focus turns towards the Packers offense and how are they going to manufacture yards? How are they going to score points? And for me, it all comes down to can they establish the run? Can they stress the defense horizontally? And I think those obviously are two things we expect out of a Matt LaFleur offense. But can the Packers successfully block the Vikings front, get those things going, and then hit on the big plays off of play action off of that? And so, you know, I talked about Sammy Watkins. I think if the Packers can get a couple of those big plays downfield, whether that is to Watkins, whether that is to Romeo Dobbs, um, potentially Christian Watson, um, you know, we don't know, maybe maybe Lazard ends up playing. Um, whoever that is, I, I think that will really stress the Vikings' defense and allow them not to sort of cram the box with bodies and s- slow down the rushing attack. So I, I do think if the Packers can get the run game going a little bit and then hit the play-action pass off of that, that we could actually see the Packers put up a ton of points. On Sunday, if they can't, we could see a really, really frustrating showing um, by Aaron Rodgers and company. And so, I, I really do view that as the key to the game and the Packers' path to victory. Yeah, I like that a lot. And I think you know one of the things we I think generally agree upon is it's a good idea to not play your starters in the preseason, especially guys like Aaron Rodgers and and your significant snap you know starters. But at the same time, it does then take a little bit of time to sometimes gel. And we're not talking about Aaron Rodgers working with guys that he's super comfortable with. He's working with kind of a new crew here in a lot of ways. And we know he can't throw the ball to Randall Cobb every single play. So if Lazard is out, I mean, it's going to be interesting to Andrew's point to see how comfortable is Aaron Rodgers, how loud is that dome, and how much is he able to trust those young guys and get into a rhythm, maybe spreading the ball around in a way that Matt LaFleur is interested in doing but Aaron Rodgers may or may not feel comfortable uh, doing, you know, this early in the season. So that's going to be really fun. Just kind of on the flip side of things, if it doesn't go the Packers way, the path to victory for the Vikings, I think, is through turnovers and I think through pressure, right? We talked about the offensive tackles. That's a big question mark. I think the Packers feel really good and really lucky to have the depth at tackle that they do. It's not like they have guys that you absolutely don't want seeing the field going out there. Um, But The Vikings do have that pass rush that can be a force. So how that goes, if they're able to get a couple turnovers at some, you know, unexpected spots, that's a big deal. And then if 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 the offense does sputter and this becomes a low scoring game and it's something the Vikings are able to hang around in, then I think that that's where this gets a little bit interesting for the Vikings. But should be the Packers game. But there are a couple ways, especially early on the season and you're waiting for things to gel, that it could go sideways for the Packers. I do think it's really interesting that we've gotten through this whole show without looking at a four-time MVP quarterback as an X factor or a key matchup. We've talked about like his young receivers. We've talked about the <laughs> offense. We've talked about him losing Devontae Adams, but we haven't gone out and said like Aaron Rodgers has thrown zero picks in his last 12 division matchups against this team or these, these teams in the NFC North. And just, it's just kind of funny. Like I think we take for granted who Aaron Rodgers is as this back-to-back MVP four time, just, you know, the way that the North has always kind of run through him, but I'm going to take the red zone defense here. The Packers struggled with that all last season. They ranked 30th in the league opponents scored touchdowns on 33 of 49 attempts, which was a 67.3% success rate. We saw arguably green Bay's best defensive performance of the season in the divisional round. And I want to see the unit build off that now. You know, you can argue that they've only gotten better this offseason with who they added in the draft, through the contracts that they gave to bring key guys back like Douglas and Devondre. So I think to me, 
in addition to that red zone defense, it's going to be kind of a time of possession game. It's something that, you know, as much as we just talked about, we'd love to see a Rodgers to Dobbs 75 yarder to open up this, this series or open up week one. Fingers crossed that that does happen. I want to see the offense sustaining long drives, keep the defense fresh. And then when the defense does have to take the field to borrow, apparently a new Matt LaFleur term that he says a lot in his pressers, get off the grass on third down. So if the Packers can force Minnesota to settle for field goals when they get to the red zone instead of touchdowns, I think that is one of the keys to victory on Sunday. Absolutely. And uh, hey, we have a game to look forward to. This this is pretty wild, pretty exciting. Um, one thing that I would encourage all the listeners to do is to join the pod father, Andy Herman, and an array of guests every Friday at 4.30 p.m. Central. So it is Friday when you're listening to this, more than likely. So at 4.30 today, Central Time, you can go over to YouTube, check out the Packaday Happy Hour. I heard that uh, there's a familiar guest on this week. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Great. This is good for podcasting. Sarcasm. <laughs> I will be there. I will I will be one of the, the array of guests. Array. Yeah, so who else is on with you, Maggie? It will be Perry Goldstein and Dusty Evely. That sounds like an awesome trio of folks to join Andy. Uh, of course, Kyle and myself were not invited, so uh, no, no, no <laughs> surprise there. Yeah, right. yeah I don't know. Uh, that's that's pretty early in the workday for me. But uh, that is all the time that we have for today. This has been the Packaday Podcast. You can find Kyle on Twitter at Packer underscore Punnett. You can find Maggie at Maggie J. Loney. Also check out Pax What She Said. And you can find me at Andrew Mertig. Remember to also follow at Packaday Podcast. We would love if you could go out and subscribe if you haven't yet. Um, consider giving us a five-star rating on whatever platform you watch us on or listen. And you can catch Kyle, Maggie, and myself every Friday next week. We'll be back previewing the Packers' Week 2 matchup against the Chicago Bears. Thanks for listening. And as always, remember... Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.